With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to diminish what you're going through today and kind of flippantly say, um, hey, all things work together for good because we're, we're, we're all going through a lot of challenges right now. Uh, but um, it, it's, it's okay to look at the reality of the situation that we're facing. And the reality is we're facing a very difficult uh, season. The reality is you may be out of a job. The reality is you could have a virus. And the reality is you feel fear um, of what might happen. And I just want to encourage you uh, today with these words. Uh, it's okay to realize what the reality is, but it doesn't have to be the finality, okay? The finality is right here in God's Word. That's where the finality is. And Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. Okay? So that's the finality. Um, the finality is in Exodus 15.26. I am the God that healeth thee. And uh, the reality is, He sent His word and healed our disease. The reality is, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, always having all sufficiency in all things. You have an abundance for every good work, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, okay? So the reality may not look good for you right now, but the finality is in God's Word. And He said He will cause all things to work out for our good. And I believe that for you today and for me. And Lord, I offer my life to you, everything I've been through, use it for your glory, Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting my praise to you, as a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, use it for your glory, 
Raise your hands one more time toward heaven. And listen now. Let's just begin to worship him all over this building in the overflow. We're going to pray for every one of you that desire prayer tonight. The same anointing in here is flowing into that room right now. Let's just begin to worship him now. Just for a few moments, let's entertain his presence. Let's worship him right now. Just give him glory. Close your eyes. Lift your hands. Tell him in your own way how much you love him. Tell him in your own way what he means to you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Precious Jesus. I sing praises to your name.
Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. This is your call to worship for the first Saturday in April. Today is April the 4th, 2020. And I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and all the members of Refuge from the Storm Church. Oh, come, let us worship the Lord our God. Let us fix our eyes on him. Let us listen to what he has to say. Let us give our minds to what he wants to teach us. Let us open our hearts to his message. And may every part of us be given to him, for he is our God and we are his people. Again, thank you for being here to all of our members. And if we have any first-time visitors, we say welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us in this corporate time of worship and praise to our Father God. Uh, We are planted, and it is our desire to uh, reach TIs in the United States and, in fact, around the whole world. We are Church of Hope. Our hope is strengthened through Jesus Christ our Lord, a church of encouragement, And the word tells us to consider how we can encourage and spur one another toward love and good works. And we're a church of purpose. And we are seeking to know and to do the will of God. So, again, we thank you for being with us today. Uh, 
you had choices of other things to do and other places to be, but we're glad that we, you purpose in your heart to join with us in our worship and our praise. So thank you for being here. We encourage you to come back next week and spend some time um, just investing some time in this church, in this fellowship that was planted just for you. Remember that you're not alone, that Jesus loves you. Now today, our worship serving team will consist of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and our preached word will be uh, brought to us by Minister Juanita Purdy, and we ask that you pray for her, that everything that she has prepared for us, that uh, she will deliver it with fervor and fire, and that we will receive it uh, in our hearts for our edification Our uh, worship leader today is our capable Elder Carolyn Cunningham, who will lead us in our invocation and our invitation to giving. Elder Carolyn will also open us uh, with uh, an opening song. And today our um, altar prayer will be led by Sister Loretta Marley and our invitation to discipleship by Sister Helena Thompson. Now, Sister Helena also serves as our Talk to you Manager, and she's responsible for all of the beautiful music that encourages us. And Sister uh, Cheryl Miller-Harvey serves as the Assistant Talk to you Manager responsible for all of the operational matters of Talk to you. And she's also in charge of our beautiful uh, church website. Uh, today, we will celebrate the Lord's Supper And the word tells us um, to do this in remembrance of him, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as we go through the worship service, Elder Carolyn will give us a reminder when we are to gather our elements, uh, your juice, your water, or your wine, and your bread or cracker. So we will be prepared to um, celebrate the Lord's Supper together. I'll say happy birthday to all of those uh, born in the month of April. Um, we wish you a beautiful month in the Lord. This coming Wednesday night, we will uh, gather again for our small group uh, Bible study, and in lieu of our regular uh, special small group study, uh, Overcomers, we will engage in a time um, that many churches uh, offer up during the Holy Week, And that's the seven last sayings of Jesus from the cross. And it will be a devotional Bible study that's this Wednesday night, April the 8th, 2020. We'll begin at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Now, don't miss it. This will be wonderful. And we'll have with us um, engaging in that study for the first word, first phrase, we'll have Reverend Meyer Buchanan, the second word, Minister Shante Frierson. The third word, Minister Juanita Purdy, our own Minister Juanita Purdy. And the fourth word, phrase, Elder Carolyn Cunningham. And Dr. Elizabeth Crook will do the fifth word. And the sixth word will be offered by Minister Michael McLean. And then the seventh word by our dear friend, Minister Barb Hyseni. So please mark it on your calendar. That's this Wednesday night. Uh, the seven last sayings of Christ. Please uh, remember that on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings, we continue to meet for 
our early morning intercessory prayer call. And Pastor invites you, if you haven't uh, participated with us this year, to please come out and just start small. You can start one morning, and then if the Lord leads you, you can join us for, for more uh, mornings. And that begins at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time. Remember, there's much power in the prayer of agreement, so please join us. Now, this month for April, our prayer focus is um, justice. And remember that justice means to make right. And we know that uh, God can make every wrong right. So we ask that you consider this in your personal prayer time on matters of justice. Proverbs 28.5 reads, Evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. And Proverbs 30, uh, 33, the fourth to the fifth chapter, fourth to the fifth verses reads, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. Our prayer focus for this month is justice. And our daily prayer guide is included for your convenience in the newsletter. Each of the next seven days uh, will be focused on what, is, what are known as mountains of influence, whether that's family or children or the government, uh, the homeless. So please, if you pray those, focuses, you'll be praying right along with the early morning prayer team. Now, if you have prayer requests during the week, we always like to remind you that you may submit those through our church website, and that website address is refugefromthestormchurch.org or our church email address, refugefromstorm at aol.com, and we'll be sure and get your prayer request to Pastor Millicent and our minister, uh, Juanita Purdy. Uh, we'd also uh, would like to hear about your praise reports and all of your testimonies about God, God's goodness. And those can be sent to us also at the church website or the church's email address. Now be reminded, once worship has begun, Sister Cheryl will mute all of our lines to protect the integrity of the worship service. And as an added measure, if you wouldn't mind, please mute your personal uh, lines or your cell phones, and we would greatly appreciate that. Now, after uh, we have heard an opening song by Sister Carolyn, she'll lead us through the rest of the service. But right now, we thank you for listening to the announcements, and uh, we will go higher in our worship and our praise and we do invite the Holy Spirit who is within us at all times to move in an unusual way in this service, in this place, as we offer our worship, our praise, our music, our prayers, and the preached word as an offering before the Lord. So we that the bless today <laughs> worship. Amen. 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 
Uh, please uh, mute your phones, everyone. Thank you. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in deepest sin, my hand will save. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear my light for them? Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord. If you lead me, I will hold your people in my heart. I, the Lord of snow and rain, I have borne my people's pain. I have wept for love of them. They turn away. I will break their hearts of stone, give them hearts for love alone. I will speak my word to them. Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you need me. I will hold your people in my heart. I, the Lord of wind and flame, I will tend the poor and lame. I will set a feast for them. My hand will save. Finest bread I will provide till their hearts be satisfied. I will give my life to them. Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. I will hold your people in my heart. Amen. 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 The scripture, the first scripture today is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. 
Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. The second scripture is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 118, verses 19 through 29. Oh, sorry. First, verses 1 and 2 from Psalm 118. I'll give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say, his mercy endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you, for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray. Send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we praise and worship you as one and only true God. We thank you for all your blessings. We submit ourselves completely to you and give you all the glory as we are nothing without you. We repent of our sins, Lord, and ask you to forgive us. Make our souls clean again and acceptable to you. We pray for the loved ones left behind of those who have succumbed to the coronavirus. We pray for the healing of those who are sick from it and for those 
and for their families. We pray for all the medical personnel who are treating those with the virus, that they stay well and strong, and that they seek you out, Lord, for their strength and for comfort. We pray for all of us who are targeted because it hasn't stopped, even with the raging of the coronavirus. Dear Lord, have mercy on us and end this evil of targeting in every organ and in every cell of our body. Please end this evil in our minds, in every thought, word, dream, memory, feeling, action, reaction, inaction, in every relationship, in our homes, outside our homes, wherever we go, wherever we are, in all our concerns, in all that we have, and in all that we are. We pray, Lord, for our community of targeting, and we ask that the faith of each member, Lord, increase in their love for you and for each other. Help us, Lord, to receive your love, your peace, your rest, your wisdom, strength, protection, provision, healing, restoration, forgiveness, and reconciliation. Show us, Lord, how to rely totally on you for answers and to look for your divine direction from the power of your Holy Spirit on how to move forward in faith. We pray, Lord, for the enemy at this time. As Acts 26, 18 instructs us, open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the dominion of Satan to you, so they may receive forgiveness of sin and a place amongst those who are sanctified. In the name of Jesus, amen, 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 and amen. Now we'll hear a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the altar prayer. Today, Sister Loretta Marley will offer the prayer.
Amen. Sister Loretta, are you there? Loving God, we come. Are you there, Loretta? Yeah, I think I was muted. I was talking, but I guess you weren't hearing me. So, um, Go ahead. I thank you very much. Father, thank you. Um, You are in this place. I love that song, Lord. You are here with us. And you said where two or more are gathered in in your name, there you are in the midst of us. And Lord, I'm reminded of when um, Jacob said, surely the Lord was in this place and I know it not. And Father, even as I heard the end of that song, around me, O Lord. And I think of the scriptures I've been going over these last couple days, and I see examples of your presence. I see examples of you surrounding your people. I just see you being with them and protecting them, and even as you do us, Lord God. And Lord, we're aware of the story of the prophet Elisha and his servant. And we know that the Elisha, through the prophetic word, was giving inside information to the king of Israel regarding the war with the king of Syria. And Lord, the king of Syria sent an army to find and capture Elisha. They were so terrified by him because they had become aware, they even thought that there was intelligence in the camp that was giving information to the king of Israel. But it was Elisha the prophet giving the revealed word of the Lord to the king of Israel to prevent him from the capture of the king of Syria. And Lord, he hunted him down and he did find him, Elisha and his servant. And Lord, his servant 
went forth and it says that he saw horses and chariots and he was terrified and he said, Master, what shall we do? And Lord, he said, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. And Lord, that's often what you first tell us. Do not be afraid. For those that be for us are more than those that be against us. Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And Lord, you opened his eyes and he saw such a sight as he had never seen in his life. And Lord, that's not a story. That's not a fairy tale. That's the word of God. And Lord, we take that for ourselves. And we ask you that you would open our eyes to see invisible spiritual realities. Help us to see, Lord God, as you see, and as Elisha saw, with spiritual eyes, and not with the eyes of the servant who at first was so overtaken and overcome with fear by the sight of his eyes and the beating of his heart and the the, the fear of his soul that he just cried out and said, we're never going to make it. This is not good. Lord, open our eyes to see that those that be with us are more than those that be against us. Father, I, one time when I was driving in my car, Lord God, you gave me this, this little word picture in my mind, powerless, evil, limited. And I said, no, Lord. And this was when I first targeted and or became aware of it. And I said, no, that can't be right. But Lord, you showed me that evil was being squashed in the middle between powerless and limited. Powerless was closing in because you are the all-powerful one. You are sovereign. And they think they're powerful, Lord, but they're deceived. And any power they're having, you're allowing it right now for your good and for your glory. And limited, Lord, it's limited. And I remember, Lord, one day standing in the shower and I was trembling thinking about this stuff. And Lord, you rebuked me and you said, who are you that you should be afraid of the son of man that shall be made as grass and he's going to fail and he's going to be no more. But the Lord, he is God. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Lord, I thank you for that. And Lord God, I just pray that you would help us to live deeper into that and press into that and see your word and see your glory and just believe what your word says, Lord God. And I think of that scripture, Lord, every time I see that powerless, evil, limited, but the scripture that says, let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. Yes, Lord, we, we do not want to uh, accuse or attack, but we do pray, Lord, and I do see that, that you showed me it is evil, and it is to be called evil and nothing else but evil. And we, of course, pray for our enemies to be saved. We pray for them to be free from this program because, Lord, when I did my vision board, I remember I was putting things up there like, yeah, this is my car, this is me, and this is the word protection, and it's red in the background, and that's the blood of Jesus, and the word protection is in white, and that's the, the righteousness of the saints, and the cross is there. And, and Lord, I, I thought I heard you say to me that that's not you, that's them. The marauders are being marauded, and they don't know it. 
because they're deceived. The deceivers are being deceived and they don't know it because they're deceived. The pursuers are being pursued and they don't know it, they're not aware of it because they are deceived. Lord, I pray that you would undeceive them. I pray that you would open their eyes because this program is destroying them as well, not just us, but them. They're being promised many things that will not come to fruition. Lord, we don't want any man to not spend eternity with you. But Lord, we do ask for an end to this evil and wickedness that is destroying lives. Father, you manifested your presence to Elisha's servant in such a magnificent and glorious way. And there's no reason why you can't do that today, whether it's showing us that in our spirit or showing us that with our physical eyes, Lord God. And Lord, and then there's so many examples in your word. I think of the, the, when the children of Israel were crossing the Red Sea led by Moses and the, the Egyptians were closing in on them, Lord, and they were uh, fearful. And Lord, the angel of the Lord went from before them and went behind them and the pillar of the cloud went up from before them and stood behind them and came between the Egyptians and the Israelites. And it was a cloud and darkness to the Egyptians, but it gave light by night to the Israelites. And Father, you, we see in your word from these different examples that, Lord, you will never let us be surrounded by enemies without your coming to, between our enemies and ourselves. And that's what you showed me, Lord, in that picture. I thought I was putting myself as the victim and God was all around me, which of course he is. But Lord, you were showing me who the victims really were. The victims were those whose lives have been overtaken by Satan, who have been drummed into a program that is uh, wars against humanity, crimes against humanity, unrighteousness, um, plucking those that are of righteous character from this life. And of course, they go to be with you, Lord, but they're no more here with us. And Lord, we pray for that. We pray that we would learn who you are, what you're about, what we have in you, and just hold on to that for dear life in the name of Jesus. Father, I, um, I know that you're, you never leave us or forsake us. So help us to keep that in the forefront of our minds. And Lord, I think especially in terms of, I think it was um, Sister Carolyn that said, Lord, that even with this COVID-19, they just will not relent. So Lord, what do we do? We don't relent either. We grab onto our God and we say we are victorious. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus, Lord God. Father, we are remembrance of your word in Second Chronicles 7:14, and I pray that you would give us a passion to do that, a passion to live for you and be obedient to your word and see the results of that word, which is if my people which are called by my name, not the politicians, not the uh, government, not, uh, Lord, any, the, the heathen, not any uh, program, and not anything, Lord. My people, my people, we're your people. We're called by your name. 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Yes, Lord, I pray for all those that have been suffering so much, those that have lost loved ones or are separated from loved ones or have suffered with this disease and have the fear of it and their incomes have been taken away and our way of life is just completely ripped apart, Lord, limb from limb. And Lord, I pray for those to still be able to have love and interact with their fellow man and their families. And I pray that you would restore to them their riches and their prosperity. And Lord, I proclaim over this nation the word of the Lord for healing of our bodies and of this plague to stay this plague for restoration of finances and our economy and prosperity, for spiritual awakening and comfort. We speak life, blessing, and prosperity over our cities and nation in the name of Jesus. And Father, we love Psalm 91. That seems to be the psalm that is afoot with everyone. We have read it. We have quoted it. We have looked at it. We have recommended it to others, Lord God. And it is just such a glorious, glorious psalm, Lord. And I just want to read a couple verses. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his wings and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. And Lord, I love Psalm 64 so much too, Lord. It talks about God dealing with our enemies when we cry out to him. And Lord, we cry out to you. This Psalm 64 is so rich, Lord. It says God is going to shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. And Lord, you are going to let it be seen and reveal evil and take care of what needs to be taken care of as we rely on you. And Lord, we know that I read it today. It's true. It can happen. And we pray for it to happen. And we believe for it. Elijah prophesied the end of the famine in 24 hours. And it was a horrific famine. And it did end in 24 hours. And the word of the Lord did come to pass. Because, Lord, your word always comes to pass because your word is true and every man is a liar. And, Father, even as I was praying today and readying myself and asking you to help me get together, a message popped up on my text that a friend had sent me talking about um, a prophecy of David Wilkerson, who was the pastor of Times Square Church. And Lord, I believe he died in a car accident some years back. But he gave a prophecy in 1986 that says, I see a plague coming on the world and the bars, churches, and government will shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles, and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. 
and out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. Maybe we wisely use this time for repentance, renewal, revival, and restoration. Thank you, Lord, for that word. And we see that it has come to pass, and we hold on and, and uh, for you to be our comforter and our provider and protector during this time. And we do look forward to a great awakening, and we do look forward to revival, and we do look forward to uh, souls being saved and the kingdom of God sweeping into our earth, Lord, and taking this plague and staying it and show who's king and who's sovereign and that you are the great God who is capable of anything. Nothing is too hard for God. And Lord, um, today I pray for Juanita, Sister Juanita, Minister Juanita, as she brings forth the word of God. Pray that she's ready. Well, Lord, we know she's always ready. And Lord, we pray that that word will just, our ears will be open to hear it and um, we will let that, those sayings sink down into our ears like Jesus said and bring renewal, renewal to our mind and awakening to our hearts and be transformed and let faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Lord, I just close with your word, the, the Lord's prayer. I've just come to love that and prayed it so much now, Lord, almost every day. And I just pray those of you that want to join would just join and in your hearts or silently or, or, or out loud. And we just pray this prayer in the name of Jesus. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Loretta, for your very powerful prayer to the Lord on our behalf. Amen. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community in that we have financial needs to accomplish our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to the targeted community. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, you have a variety of options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent directly by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com, or Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, by email at refugefromstorm at AOL.com. Thank you.
Okay, if Minister, if uh, Pastor Terrence and Mr. Pam are ready, they are going to offer a proclamation for our church's fourth anniversary. They weren't here last week, but they're here this week to offer their proclamation. Are you ready, uh, Pastor Terrence and Minister Pan, now? Okay, we're here. Okay, great. Okay. Okay, so uh, we will hear from you now, and after that, we'll have a praise and worship song in order to prepare our hearts to receive the preach word by Minister Juanita. So okay. go ahead, Pastor and Minister Pan. Yes, we can, we can hear you. Good evening, our brothers and sisters and ministers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We greet you with blessings and honor. We want to celebrate on this day. This is a proclamation of honor from Pastor Terrence Wilson and Pamela Wilson. And I'll let Pam read that, but I want to say good morning. I mean, good evening. We love you. We're in this, we're in this together. And before the coronavirus happens, who's already together is body Christ. So I'm going to hand over to my wife, and then I'm going to finish up. Go ahead, Bob. Okay, I'd like to read this proclamation for our wonderful Dr. Black. It, it reads, and I, I'm going to send this to her, and you could put it on the website or just whatever you'd like. I'll, I'll email it to you. Proclamation of Honor from Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson, Jesus Christ Died for You Church, on the occasion of the fourth anniversary of Refuge from the Storm Ministry. Presented to Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, whereas we join with all the church members gathered to honor this wonderful pastor, sister, mother, and friend. Whereas we love Dr. Black, who has been a steadfast soldier in the army of God. Whereas under severe duress from ongoing and continuous persecution as a member of the targeted community, Dr. Black continued to reach out to others. Whereas Dr. Black bears her pain even while caring for generations of members of her family. Whereas Dr. Black has provided a place of refuge for fellow targeted individuals, TIs. Whereas Dr. Black's ministry has given solace to countless people, many of whom would otherwise suffer alone and in silence. Whereas Dr. Black takes time to minister to anyone, including strangers who call her for encouragement. Whereas Dr. Black has brought hope to many TIs who, have little, who had previously had little understanding of their plight. Whereas Refuge from the Storm functions in every manner as a traditional brick and mortar church offering several services per week. Whereas through Refuge from the Storm, Dr. Black continues to fulfill the Great Commission which says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whosoever I commanded you. Therefore, be it resolved that we honor Dr. Black for the love, the care, and the ministry he continues to provide for so many. Therefore, be it further resolved that we send our thoughts and prayers to Dr. Black because we are fellow citizens of heaven and members of the household of God. Signed this 28th day of March 2020, presented this fourth day of April 2020, from Terrence and Pamela Wilson, Jesus Christ died for you, church. Amen. I will, it kind of reminds me, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Dr. Nelson Black. 
I want to congratulate you on the endurance, the resolve, and determination to fulfill the gospel of the Lord and hold the place upon a life. So one thing I will talk about this week, we were talking about Dr. Nelson Black, about how she has a ministry, I believe it's in the prison also, from the, uh, where she ministers to the prisoners. Oh, oh okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I just said the people seem okay. to be in prison. Okay, I got it. You're, you're bound up. Is okay. So she's helped set the captive free by the blood of Jesus Christ, and people have been bound and been tied up and tangled up. The Lord, word of the Lord has come through her as power and has released those bondages and free people. Dr. Nelson Black also endured much persecution on a daily basis, just like Apostle Paul did for years over, I believe the Bible said, 34 years that Paul suffered for the gospel. But he realized that he was an evangelist, so he was going into enemy territory. So he knew that by him being a forerunner that he was going to experience a lot of persecution. But he said, I would not trade anything that Christ had bestowed upon me for anything of this world. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And one more thing. Um, I was mentioning that when you are targeted and when, especially when you can't reach out to others, it is like you're in a world of your own because you cannot scream out to anybody because people won't understand. You cannot even get out of it because uh, Dr. Black brought something to my attention. Even what we're going through right now, where we're all saying we're in the house, and um, that even poses a greater uh, amount of, of trouble and duress for, for some targeted individuals because you're you're really in a confined space where people have access to you that you can't even go. We're not a lot, many of us are not our states have not allowed us to even go out places except to the store. So we just want to honor you because it's the it's the same thing like that Paul was doing. He was doing his hardest work, and I'm sure he suffered greatly while he was doing that. And I know Dr. Black is doing it. I know times when I know she's probably busy and in pain, and she doesn't even say it when I even call her and say, I'm going through A, B, and C, and she listens to it. She's a great listener. And um, I think that makes a great pastor and, and someone that loves people to listen to them. Also, my wife and I would like to make a love offering for our anniversary. Uh, we'll send that in to Dr. Nelson Black. And we thank you, we bless you, and we praise God for you and your endurance. And continue to be faithful until death. And Jesus said in Revelation, I will give you a crown of righteousness. So thank you all for allowing us to be a part of this wonderful um, occasion, even though we didn't get this going last week. And uh, Dr. Black, will, uh, we have your email, so that's how we'll be doing our, we'd like to give you also so much seed. And, also be strong in the Lord and the power of his might in these last days. Amen. Thank you all for listening. Amen. 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 Thank you, uh, Pastor Terrence and Minister Pam, for that beautiful proclamation for Refuge from Storms fourth anniversary. Um, Pastor Milson, would you like to say anything at this time or or later in response? I, I certainly want to say thank you and. We very much appreciate you thinking of us in those kind ways. And with those kind words, Minister Pamela and Pastor Terrence, I won't hold up any longer the service, but I definitely will uh, speak more about it at the end of the service. God bless you both. Thank you. Um, thank you. Amen. Now we'll hear a praise and worship song in preparation for the preach word, which will be delivered today. 
by Minister Juanita Purdy.
Amen, amen, amen. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. We give God the highest praise for he is worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy. And I bless him for every opportunity that he he gives to us every day in every way. We just bless his holy and righteous name. Um, I bless the Lord today for he is worthy of our praise. And I just like to and just would like to give honor to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It is always a privilege to be used as a servant of God, no matter what that role is, no matter what he is requiring for us at the moment, whatever moment we are in, it is always a privilege to be used of him. And so as he gives me the privilege now to be his, ma his mouthpiece, I just bless him for it. I want to thank him for that privilege. And I want to thank Pastor Black for the opportunity to be able to come before you and be that mouth, mouthpiece for the Lord. I want to thank each of you for taking the time to come and be of service to God. Every time we, re, we unite with each other in the faith, we allow the presence of God to magnify himself over our lives and over our situations. So I pray that you experience the power of his presence like never before. Amen. I am going to be reading to you from Luke, the 19th chapter, the 28th through the 38th verse. Um, as we celebrate the coming of Palm Sunday, and it's all about Jesus' triumphant entrance into Jerusalem as king. So I'm going to read this, and it reads, after Jesus had said this, and he had done a parable before, I always encourage you to go back and read all the context that's surrounding um, the passages that I give you. Um, wow, is this that surrounding context is pretty powerful. So we talk about our enemies and the things that, you know, um, as we allow God to fight our battles, you know, we can be assured that God is a God of justice. So we don't have to worry about that. But it reads, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there, which no one has ever written, and uh, untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead uh, went and found it just as he had told them, and they, as they were untying the coat, its owner asked them, why are you untying the coat? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the coat, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. 
when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise him, to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory the highest. Father God, we are always delighted that we can come together unified in the spirit in your presence, God. We honor your presence. We thank you. You told us that we're two or more gathered in your name. You are in the midst. So we thank you that no that not only are is your presence in us through the Holy Spirit, but you make your presence known within all of us among all of us as we are gathered, Father God. And I thank you for it. I thank you that where your presence is, there is liberty. Where your presence is, there is joy. Where your presence is, there is deliverance. Where your presence is, there is strength. Where your presence is, there is uh, uh, knowledge, understanding, victory. God, we thank you for your love that is in your presence. And God, I thank you that it comes forth today in the name of Jesus. I thank you for restoration coming forth because your presence is here. God, we bless you and we honor you. And I pray, Father God, as you lead us through this service and lead us through this message and, and lead us even into uh, the prayer time, Father God, that, that your power will prevail in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now that you come to the forefront, rise up, Holy Ghost, in all of us. Saturate the very cores of our soul in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you have a great work for us, that you've called us for a purpose and you have sealed that purpose in us. And I thank you, Father God, that you move us in the direction of that purpose. God, we just, we honor you. We ask that you bless this service and each and every person here, even the ones who couldn't be here for whatever reason, God, I thank you that your anointing power penetrates Whatever barriers that, that may be there, Father God, I thank you that your anointing break um, uh, uh, blockages. And Father God, I thank you for your, your freedom, your liberty, your revelation, your healing power. I thank you for meeting every need on this, on this call today. Every need, God, I thank you. Send forth your word in the name of Jesus. God, if it's healing, I thank you for your healing power. Send forth your word in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, if it's refreshing, I thank you for sending forth your word in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. And we ask that you be glorified in all of this. We pray, I pray, we pray as one, unified in our faith in you. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, so we are going to talk a little, well, even before I get started, I want to solidify the two passages that was 
read, of course, um, Elder Carroll read the passage from Matthew, and of course, it was Matthew, the 21st chapter, and I read the passage from Luke. And the passage of Matthew speaks of two, the, uh, the donkey and the colt, and the passage of Luke, also Mark and John, speaks of the, the colt per se. Now, I, I want us to not get um, hung up on the theological um, quest that, you know, of understanding why those differences. I can, I can tell you that there are differences and there are, you know, questions in the theological um, um, community about that. But I can tell you that the revelation that I have agreed with in my heart of hearts is we're going to talk about this in a minute. The symbolism of those, the colt and the donkey, whereas the donkey and this would represent the Israel, Israel, the first of where God brought a nation of people to be his own. And then the Christian community, the church, as when Jesus came, he came through Israel, but he came through Israel to eventually get to the entire world, which is through the church that he started. Um, the, the, um, the church with. So he came through Israel, which would be that initial um, vector, uh, I hate to say vector, I'm still thinking Corona, because, you know, that's all one of those terms, but um, it's one of the vessels or vehicles that God brought forth his purpose and his will um, to the, to the earth. So he started with, of course, Abraham through the nation of Israel. But it is through the nation of Israel that the church was birthed, and that would represent the cult. So I don't want we all, uh, I don't want us to, you know, be so confused on that. And there's still, I can tell you, theological debate on it. But just to kind of solidify the symbolism, be behind all of that. And so as I speak about the cult in um, Luke, the Luke, um, I'm sorry, the 19th chapter, you will understand better of what it all means. So I hope that we've kind of solidified some of that, um, you know, those two passages, because it could and it does, even in theological theological circles, um, create debate and, you know, confusion. I was, I hate to call it confusion, but it does create a lot of debate. So we want to keep in mind that um, this uh, passage takes place in the days before the Last Supper. 
and the betrayal of Judas that marks the beginning of his journey to the cross. As we look at the story in light of the Anchored series, I am going to refer to the Tempest Trials of Judas and Jesus, the betrayal. So I am going to entitle this, um, this message, Turning Point, Turning Point, and I'll explain in a minute. So um, we will, we're going to touch on the three conditions that Kavanaugh raised um, in that particular story that she, um, well, that particular section of the book that she wrote. Her three particular um, areas that, or conditions that we, she emphasized is one, letting go and letting God, two, forgiveness, and three, love. Okay, she said it in terms of letting go, um, leaning in, and then her last one was trading lies for love. So um, keeping those in the backdrop as we go through this particular narrative. Much of the narrative that we read in the Bible have a lot of symbolism. And this story is no different. We have to take a trip back in history to glean an understanding of what the word of God is speaking to us. So to understand Palm Sunday, you have to understand the symbolism behind it, not even the greatest historic historian can tell you if the people at the time this narrative that we're reading really realized what they were doing when they started laying palm branches and their cloaks on the road. But everything was divinely ordered of God to honor and point to Jesus as the king and the high priest. So history tells us that um, we look at Palm Sunday and the palms were used to honor royalty. In the scriptures, we read the people was praising God for the many miracles that they had witnessed through Jesus. So outside the gates in which they were, they were outside the gates of Jerusalem. Um, they had received the revelation because they've seen all these miracles, Jesus raising Nazareth from the dead and, and the feeding of the thousands with just a little bit. They had seen all these miracles. Now, we know that the religious right in Jerusalem was certainly not interested in the heretic of Jesus' um, ministry. They were not because they felt like their ministry was the right ministry. So they weren't interested. And that's where they were, and of course, in Jerusalem. But outside the gate of Jerusalem, 
Jesus was, I mean, Jesus was reigning king because they had never seen these type of miracles done before. Well, the Pharisees didn't either. They hadn't seen these type of miracles done before. However, because it was somewhat an intrusion on the way they believed and, and their thought process and all that the, they had set up, that they were denying, really. And they actually said that, oh, he's doing this through um, the devil in his kingdom, really. But outside of Jerusalem, Jesus was king and Lord, and they had seen his power and they had seen his presence. And so they understood in their heart of hearts through the scriptures that Jesus Christ was revealed as the coming Messiah, the son of David of course, his descendant, who was to inherit the throne and restore back the kingdom of Israel. Because we know that Israel had been torn apart um, through uh, different types of conflicts within and also conflicts without. So they just knew that it was going to be restored back to the glory days of King David and, and of course, King Solomon. The palm branches was a symbol of victory in a war. So it, it, it even talks about one of the, the references I use, it talked about how King David was honored by palm branches. So, you know, and we know that King David was a warrior and he expanded the kingdom beyond what was actually expected. He wanted to give God everything, all the land. He wanted to take it for the glory of God. And so, of course, his kingdom was, you know, they would symbolize palm um, branches for the victory. They the king would come back riding on a horse, not a donkey, and they would be waving palm branches as a sign of victory. Well, this war had victory over it. wasn't a physical war. A manifested in people being delivered and set free, people being healed. And so, of course, there was victory in this spiritual war. We understand through scriptures that this war was not waged in the physical sense, but in the spiritual dimension. So. It also represented, the palms also represented Jesus' ascension in the spiritual sense as well. Early Christians always saw um, palms as a symbol for martyrdom, as we know that Jesus died for our sins. 
So I want you to understand, even as um, we, as all of us, welcome Jesus into our life, we have to understand, as we welcome Jesus into our life, we're talking about the palms representing victory. As we welcome Jesus into our life, we become part of a winning team. I've heard so many things said today, the prayer that Sister Loretta prayed, having that victory um, in Christ, we become part of a winning team. And God tells us that everyone that is born of him is born of the spirit. And because God is spirit, we overcome the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So we are part of the winning team and we have victory through Christ over the enemies, the enemies, which is, we know the, the Satan has a whole kingdom down there adding more to it on a daily basis. But we have victory. And it is in that spirit realm where the real battle is. So to prepare for the victory parade, Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead to the next village to get a coat that had never been ridden or broken in. He tells them to untie it and bring the coat to him. He said, if anyone asks, say the Lord needs it. Here is one of our focus. This is one of the focus I want us to really absorb. That is how the, the coat is innocent. This is why you have both the donkey and the coat. You have two there, the, the donkey being of the Israel, uh, the Israelites and uh, Jesus coming out of that particular kingdom. And then the coat being the church that's born of the God's um, choosing of the kingdom of Israel. So this coat is innocent, yet it's tied down. Now think of ourselves. Think of how we as Christians are in this worldly system. We don't understand it. We're not of it. Think of us as individuals. We don't understand it. We barely understand, you know, part of parts of our life, especially trying to understand this worldly system. It becomes a little confusing and uh, just a little just disorienting. We don't know how to navigate it. We are just trying to make it do what it do from one day to the next. Then on top of being innocent, the devil knows that we um, get ropes 
a tide around us, trying to keep us in a place of, of stagnation. So those ropes are hindrances that, you know, you can think of yourself on whatever level. The ropes are trying to keep you in a place of stagnation, submission, servitude to the, the world and the world's desires and, and all of the things that we try to do to, to exemplify living a good life, living um, of a, a so-called by the world standard successful life. We have those ropes thrown on us that try to stagnate us. They have us going round and round in circles. It, it just brings me to mind of, you see the coats that they use in zoos and circuses where they put the little kids on them and they got the tied, the, 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 um, the cults tied and all they do is go round and round and round in circles. The lowly animals. Um, and of course, humility. That's why they can use them to put kids on because they don't have to worry about them, you know, bucking and doing all those things that, you know, the horses, if you ever been on one, the horse can be uh, just a rigorous, vigorous animal. <laughs> you have to be really careful and know what you're doing or you could really get hurt. So these donkeys are lowly, they're passive, they, are used to symbolize humility, not the force that set a king on a hero, but it's a gentle deliverer like Jesus was. Understand that that cult represents us in this this just vicious, cruel world that we live in. Innocent, just don't understand cruel uh, snares that they set up. Just innocent, tied up, getting entangled in all of the, the vices, the schemes, stipulations. Psalms 34:18 says, God is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. You think about that, that coat being tied down. Think about our own life and how this whole targeting system tries to tie us down to make us think that we're defeated. You won't get delivered. We're going to fry you in whatever way we want. There is no help for you. Um, you're at our mercy. You think about that. But as you think about that, allow your heart and your determination in Christ to know that 
God is God is right here. The closer you are to being crushed, the closer he is to you. The closer you are to having your heart being broken, the closer he is to you. Say he's close to, to those who are crushed, those who are brokenhearted. So we think, what is tying us down? What is tying us down? Jesus sent the word to the uh, owner of the boat to, and he told the disciples to untie the coat. I have need of the coat. We have to remember when you tie down, the enemy is able to plunder your goods. As Jesus told us that in his word. So he said that you have to, you have to um, bond, bind the strong men. And when you bind the strong men, then you're able to plunder the goods. When you get them all entangled in this worldly mess, when you get them all entangled in all of these various situations, those 13 areas that they tend to want to target every every possible area, the ecological, the economical, the relational, the social, personal, the mental, the intellectual, um, every area that they try to do something to entangle you so that they can plunder the power, the vitality, the health, the strength, the, the knowledge, the understanding, the power that you have through Christ Jesus. That's what the system want to do. But we have to remember that this is not a battle that we can fight. Because when you start fighting in one area, they will start attacking the other one. When you start and may have some victory in one area, here the devil want to raise his head over another one. So we have to, to remember that when we put it in God's hands, he has powerful hands and he knows how to stay the hands of the enemy on every side, no matter which, which way the enemy comes at you. He knows how to stay the hands of the enemy. Kavanaugh in the books anchored encourages us that in order to be anchored, we have to let go and let God. Jesus didn't untie the colt so that it could run around and be free. He untied the colt for his use. He said, I have use of the colt. We want to be sure that we are not walking in a divided loyalty. The owner gave up possession so that Jesus could use the coat. We have to give up thinking as the world think because 
That's what they want to entangle us in. They want us to to be able to look at, oh, that person have freedoms and they have uh, their rights and they can do this and they can do that, but I can't because they targeted me and they are doing this to me and they're doing that to me. But God want us to, God want to free us from that thinking. Our focus, he wants our focus to be heavenly minded. We, I I just want to encourage us that every day, not just Saturday, but every day we address the targeting spiritually. Every day we address the targeting spiritually. We want to lift these situations up to God and turn these things over to him so that he fights our battles every day. We will address the situation through heaven's resources because we don't have enough. And we certainly don't have enough of the, the resources that are on our side from the earth. Even if they do, you know, all it takes is, you know, one situation and they're scattered. So we want to address it through heaven's resources, because just like Sister Loretta prayed, opened uh, uh, Elijah, opened those eyes of the servant to see that there are more who are for us than those who are against us. Jesus has power and authority to untie you from any condition that surrounds you. Let go and let God. Have your loyalty, have all of your confidence being put on put in him. Jesus has use for each and every one of us. Let him use us to demonstrate his victory over this worldly system that Satan has set up. We are his vehicles of change in this world. So next, as we look at this narrative, we see that God wants us, um, we look at the narrative of the, the story that we read. God wants us wailing instead of complaining. He is close to the brokenhearted. That means we need to be wailing. There is that there is power in wailing. It tells us the, the word tells us he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Wailing puts your focus on God and on God's ability to intervene. Complaining puts your focus on your inability to get change. Repeat that. Wailing, when we well to the Lord, it puts our focus on God and his ability to intervene. Complaining puts our focus on our inability to get change. So it's almost a a guaranteed equation. When you go down welling, be prepared to come up as a warrior. 
when you go on your knees, well, and be prepared because God will use you to advance his kingdom. And with that authority, the enemy has to surrender. With the authority of God, the enemy has to surrender. So as we continue to look at the narrative, verse 35 says, they brought the coat to Jesus and spread their cloak over it. There is a really um, so much of human debate on what the cloak is. But I can tell you that God had me focus on the covering, the covering of this coat, not what type of garment it was. And that's okay in theological debate because, you know, that's what people do. I mean, they want to make sense of it all, every detail. But God would have me focus on the covering. And so part of that focus is through Genesis, the third chapter, the 21st verse, where the Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. And also in Genesis 9, 23, where um, Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders and walked in backwards and covered the father's nakedness. They they turned their faces. Psalms 32, 1 and 2 says, how blessed is he whose trans transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquities and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Uncovered represents exposure and unforgiveness. Romans 4, 7, and 8. Blessed are those who um, lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. I tell you, in order to be used by God, and Jesus said, I have use for the cult. You have to be a vessel that is forgiven. But you, in order to be a vessel that is forgiven, you have to be a forgiving vessel. We don't want God to impute our sins against us. And we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So part of the encouragement that we have in the Anchor series is forgiveness. We have to allow room for God's judgment. God covered us because we in the garden, Adam and Eve, became aware of good and evil. In our natural state, we don't know how to handle evil. We got to understand that. We, we tend to think that we can fight evil, but evil is been here longer than humanity has. Evil transpires the ages. We don't know how to fight evil. We're vulnerable. 
It is the spiritual covering that we have through Christ Jesus that brings defeat to the devil. It's nothing that we can do because the first Peter already tells us the fifth chapter, the eighth verse, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. So we have to remain under that covering of protection through Jesus Christ. He uses us when we're covered in the forgiveness. He uses us when we're covered through his blood. He uses us, God can use us and protect us under the covenant that we have through Jesus Christ. We don't want to throw off our covering. We don't want to throw off the covering that we have spiritual, spiritually to pursue the, the, the natural state. We want to remain spiritually covered. And I can tell you, as Jesus was lifted up on that coat, when we are in that position of being used by God, that is what we do. We lift up Jesus. Lifting up Jesus doesn't just cover our natural selves. It also covers our earthly journey. We are all been given a purpose here. We've all been given a journey to make. And lifting Jesus up over that, allowing Jesus to lead us, direct us, use us, put us in a posture of power and victory through Christ. When we lean on God, according to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it frees us from the burden of having to find the solutions to our problems. Kavanaugh refers to leaning in. We, within our own natural state, forgive. That would be very difficult. But when we lean on God through his Holy Spirit and through the grace that we have been given, he teaches us how to forgive. He strengthens us in order for us to be able to give. We don't have to figure those things out. God gave us um, the, the, we have the revelation. This evil is not going to end until Jesus put it, um, bring an end to it, or God bring an end to it once and for all. That's when it's going to end. And I can tell it, it just like the targeting, they go from one thing to another thing to another thing. That's what the devil does. The exact same thing. So to think that, you know, you may get rid of one issue, the devil will raise and try to do something else. So we want to maintain 
our position under the covering of Jesus Christ. That is the most powerful thing that we can do. Jesus, um, we have to understand that he was the physical manifestation of spiritual power. That's why he came to earth, so that he could physically manifest on this earth and give to us the spiritual power that we have from the kingdom of God. That's why, and that's the reason why we're his witness and we are able, because Jesus showed us, we're able to be delivered. We are able to be healed. We are able to be restored. All of that is found in Jesus Christ. So as Jesus, going back to the narrative, entered Jerusalem on the donkey, it symbolized victory through peace and through his sacrificial love. As you follow the narrative through the next chapters, you'll find the period of betrayal by Judas. Jesus knew that long before the victory parade, he knew he was going to be betrayed. He knew he came to the earth to die for the sin of men. He understood that. It was part of God's greater plan. Jesus knew the end results and that he was coming out of this situation, out of this earthly realm, victorious. Some of us need to start confessing and expressing our victory in Christ. Let that take hold of you. Let that resonate in your heart, in your mind, and in your soul. Let it resonate and let it resound. What do I mean by that? When something resonates, it is expanded and it is amplified. It's the difference between talking and yelling. When you resonate something, you yell it out, you shout it out, you want it to be heard. You want your victory to be heard in the atmosphere. When it resounds, it makes it like an echo. So not only is it loud, but it is repeated. So echoes are repeated, 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 repeated. That's what we need to do when we confess and we express our victory in Christ. We make it loud and we make it clear. Jesus knew he was going to have to go through that stage of persecution in order to get to that stage of dominion. He knew he had to go through that stage of 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 having to uh, be oppressed and dealing with the, the, the passion, the, the cross, the crucifixion, so that the, the kingdom of God was spread to the ends of the earth. He knew that. And he knew that he already had the victory. I want to encourage us today 
that the Bible tells us that we have that victory in Christ. So I want to, as I come to the close of this message, I'm, I'm hoping that you're, you're hearing because there's a lot of different parts to it. And I need for us to have that understanding. Another thing, before I even go to the closing of this, I want you to understand, because I know sometimes we don't understand why people do some of the things they do. And, and as a teacher, I know that some things are just important for us to explain. And so as I come to the end of a message, God has revealed to me the importance of music, not because we see it and we experience it in church, but because music is a gateway for information to move into our souls. And so when usually at the end of a message, those are the potent seeds that need to be planted. Anything that helps to plant that seed so that we can get 100% harvest is so important that we do. So as I close with the music, it is so that you will receive the information. Receive these seeds. We want these seeds to go deep. You don't want them to be easily uprooted because I can tell you right now, when the message is over, the music is stopped and we've hung up the phone, the testing starts. The enemy already wants to try to steal the seed from us, but the devil is a liar. We declare that we have victory in the planting of the seeds. So I just wanna share that we wanna start confessing and we wanna start expressing our victory in Christ. We want to start saying, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this trial because that's what it is. It's a trial. It's not a, uh, a sentencing. It's not a, uh, a permanent condition. It's a trial. No matter how long it's been, it's still a trial. But God wants us to get to the point where we recognize that in every trial, we have the victory in Jesus' name. In Kavanaugh's book, she quoted Anne Graham Law, where she said in her own book, Wounded by God's People, listen to this. She said, I have come to a turning point where I want to be healed more than I want to be wounded but you have to let go and let God. Jesus was not worried about Judas. As a matter of fact, 
Jesus in Matthew's the 26th chapter in the 25th verse, he affirmed Judas' intent. He wasn't worried about Judas, but let me tell you, that was the only way that the enemy, the devil, was going to be able to pull off this whole crucifixion thing. It was through Judas. They had been trying to search for ways to, to bring Jesus to the cross for a very long time. Well, God had already ordered that. He already knew that that had to happen. But Jesus, he didn't worry, even though Judas was the one who betrayed him. And then it was other disciples that he told them, even after he affirmed Judas' intent to betray him, he affirmed their um, denial of him under the pressure of the external forces, the Pharisees and whomever else that made that, that flaunted their power. They started to deny him and flee. Jesus said that it was going to happen because it had already been decreed. However, through that tumultuous time in the garden, Jesus was about maintaining the spiritual victory over physical opposition. Guys, I want you to hear me, please. It's the physical opposition that tries to keep us depressed, bitter, wounded, disgusted, mad, fearful, broke. All of those things is the physical opposition. Jesus wrestled with it in the garden. But his desire to carry out God's will through his presence on earth prevailed. He knew what he came to do on this earth. We're not of this world. We're in this world. And we're in this world for a purpose. And it's that purpose, the same that Jesus focused on. It's that likeness that we're instructed to follow. We want the perpetrators to pay for what they've done or what they do on a regular basis. But we have to release that and these attacks to the living God who says, what you have done to the least of these, you've done to me. Because my role in all of this is to keep, and your role, our role, is to keep ourselves, to keep our feelings, to keep our focus from being defiled by this worldly system. Kavanaugh expresses Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all vigilance for out of it flows the wellspring of life Judas, J Judas betrayed Jesus but God's justice is swift we have to let him we have to let him he knows how to deal with our opposition he will teach you what to say even as I heard the prayer that uh, Elder Carol Pray, teach us how to pray. 
what to say, how to respond, which way to go. Those are the things that we have to do on a daily basis because we know we have that physical opposition. But I can tell you, before Jesus was even put on the cross, Judas had already hung himself. And I'm not trying to appease anyone. I'm just bringing the light of the truth. When we allow God to fight our battles, he will. And he will direct us, he will instruct us, and he will protect us. Jesus has already overcame the enemy, which is the plots, the plans, the manipulations, the devices of Satan. He wants us to walk in the fullness of that victory because we are on his winning team. Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Juanita, for inspiring our souls to the spirit of the Lord our God by the experience of Palm Sunday. An inspiration for the way we are to live our lives in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating the word of the Lord as we prepare our hearts to receive Holy Communion. During this time, please gather your elements of a piece of bread or a cracker, wine, juice, or water to participate in Holy Communion.
Amen. Come to this table, not because you must, but because you may. Not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Come not because any goodness of your own gives you a right to come, but because you need mercy and help. Come because you love the Lord a little and would like to love him more. Come because he loved you and gave himself for you. Come and meet the risen Christ, for we are his body. The Apostle Paul tells us of the institution of the Lord's Supper. For I received from the Lord what I, was, what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of you, of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. Loving God, we praise and thank you for your love shown to us in Jesus Christ. We thank you for his life and ministry, announcing the good news of your kingdom and demonstrating his power by lifting up the downtrodden and healing the sick and loving the loveless. We thank you for his sacrificial death upon the cross for the redemption of the world and for raising him to life again as a foretaste of the glory we shall all share. We give you thanks for this bread and wine, symbols of your world and signs of your transforming love. We ask you, Lord, to change it from a natural use to a spiritual use. Send your Holy Spirit, we pray, that we may be renewed into the likeness of Jesus Christ and formed into his body. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now you may take your bread or your cracker into your hand. Jesus said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may eat your bread or cracker. The wine may now be lifted up, or juice, or water. In the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in memory of me. You may drink your juice, your water, or your wine. Your death, O oh Lord, we commemorate. Your resurrection, we confess. 
Your final coming will wait. Glory be to you, O Christ. Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace and opened the gate of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us. So we and all your children shall be free and the whole earth live in to praise your name. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. Let us honor receiving Holy Communion with a praise and worship song. It will be followed by the invitation to discipleship, which Sister Helena will offer today.
Praise God. Isn't it awesome that the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from every sin we've ever made, no matter how great or small we may think it might be. He knows them all and forgives us for each one. We hope that you've been blessed in our service so far today, and we're so thankful that the Lord's presence has been with us this far, and thankful for every one of our callers today, whether you are regular callers or if we have any new callers on the line today. I'd also like to reach out today to those of us who call those that we call our perpetrators that may not be on the line but are listening in anyway by their means of um, equipment. Um, we'd like to reach out for the, to them as well and not forget them. We hope that um, we just pray that you felt welcome here today at Rescue from the uh, Storm Church that is led by our faithful leader of Pastor Millicent. And now we would like to reach out to you, those of you who have not made a that commitment to surrender your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, we'd like to invite you to do that now, today. Maybe today you might feel that during this time of what seems to be a lot of confusion in the world, um, just know that God is not confused. We want to assure you that as long as you place your life in Christ and make him first in your life, you will never be alone. You might feel lonely at times. That's natural. But you're never, ever alone. Because he was always there with you. He's there with you through all the hills and all the valleys of your life. And as um, Minister Juanita said, all the trials of our lives. God's word does say that his eyes on the sparrow and that all of us are of more value to him than even many sparrows. So trust him now and allow us to help you to, on your road to salvation. You'll need to admit that you can you cannot save yourself from sin. Then be willing to repent. Turn away from your sin. Be willing to repent, to believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Then invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. I'd like to help you and lead you into a prayer that you can repeat after me silently and just say these few words. Just say, Dear God, I know I can't save myself from sin. And I know I'm not where I want to be, and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. I'm asking you to wash me clean from all my sin, my shame, and all of my guilt. Please come into my life, Lord Jesus. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. And I ask this in your precious name of Jesus. Refuge from the Storm Church would like you to invite, to unite with us here at our church 
And also, if you'd like to join a Bible-based church in your local community that you might want to go to visit on Sundays, as well as our church on Saturdays, we encourage you to read your Bible, and um, we might suggest that you go ahead and, you know, a good place for you to start might be at the Gospel of John or the Book of Ephesians. You can mail us, and we'd like you to let us know of your decision to accept the Lord as your Savior at this email address, which would be admin, A-D-M-I-N, at refugefromstormchurch.org. Let us know of your decision. And if you'd like to become a member, if you'd like prayer, or maybe you need some suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible, you can look us up at either a website that I just gave you, or um, you can email um, Pastor Millicent at mgrace321 at gmail.com or Gloria Sterling McGill at AOL.com. We'd like to suggest that you begin a devotional which you can find and someone um, in our site will direct you um, in some devotionals that you can find in our webs our, our weekly newsletter as well as our um, um, our website, excuse me. We'd like to welcome you to the family of God and to rescue from the storm church. And God bless you as you go through this week. And we welcome you to return again next week to join us. Amen. Thank you, Sister Helena, for that beautiful invitation to discipleship. Next, we have our closing praise and worship song entitled, Give Me Jesus. It will be followed by final remarks and a benediction, which our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, will offer today.
Amen. Amen. Give me Jesus. Minister Juanita, thank you so much for bringing us such a wonderful message and joining those two stories together in such a magnificent way. We so appreciate that when we think of Jesus and Judas and all of what that means. And then you can bring it out so beautifully with the triumphant entry and the king. That's just so wonderfully was so wonderfully done. We give God the praise and the glory for you and thank you for sharing with us in that way. We again want to just thank Minister Pamela and Pastor Terrence for coming in. They contacted me last week and said they had just gotten times um, incorrect and but they still wanted to do a tribute and they came and did it in such an, a, a such a fine way. And that's also greatly appreciated by uh, myself and by the members of Refuge of the Storm Church in the celebration of our fourth year anniversary. I want to thank each of you that have participated in the service today, both those who have been uh, responsible for the worship service, as well as those of you who have come to participate in this celebration of the what would normally be called Palm Sunday. But every Saturday, every week, several days in the week, we celebrate Jesus and we celebrate the Father God who created us and the heavens and the earth. I pray that you'll be with, willing to be with us uh, starting back up on Wednesday morning at 6 p.m. Eastern time. That's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with our, our early morning prayer time. And then on Wednesday evening, we will be the seven last words of Christ. That's a traditional uh, recognition of the time that leads up to the crucifixion and the resurrection. Normally, it's uh, celebrated on Friday, either Friday at noon or Friday evening this year because church doors have been closed by our government. I'm not sure how many churches will carry that out, but I tell you what, God went ahead of us. He set us up four years ago to be prepared for this day. Now that's the God, that's the God. I, had, I would have never seen it coming, but God did. And so we will have planned and we've invited 
great voices to come and share with you of the meaning of those seven statements that Christ uttered from the cross. I pray you'll take time and make room on your schedule to come and be with us. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern time on this Wednesday night. Then back next Saturday, we will be again celebrating, but it'll be not the general or the usual celebration. It will be the extravagant celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One of the things that I kind of gleaned from this time in which we are living right now is I saw, I see several setups by the enemy to try and throw the church off balance. But those of us who are the word of God say those that know their God will do, will do, y'all help me because the word just left me. Anyway, that we'll triumph anyway. And so God has already set us in position so that we will triumph anyway. So this coming Saturday, which is the, just hours before the official uh, date that is set aside to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus this year, we will be having it on next Saturday. We will again have communion because the word of God, as we read it this evening from first corinthians said to us as often as you do it you're remembering the death of jesus so if we can do that to remember his death we can also have the holy communion to commemorate and to celebrate that he did not just die but he also was resurrected again i thank god for each of you i praise him for your presence here with us i pray his blessings over you and the blood of Jesus to keep you. Now I'm going to let Sister uh, Minister Juanita have the final say in our benediction. And then once the call has been paused, the recording has been paused, we will be around to pray with those of you who need prayer. Um, I And I will just mention that right now. I, I ask that every one of you who are listening, please, if you're not already, begin to pray for the healthcare workers. Today I saw uh, Facebook recordings of two healthcare workers. One was in Detroit. I'm not sure where the other one was, but the other one was the first one that I watched and she was weeping, y'all. She could hardly do the video. She was crying so much. She said, I've been crying all night because people have been dying without the presence of their loved ones. And she says, I've sat and I've held hands and I've watched people die. Y'all, she said, this is real. This is not a false flag. It's not a fake. People are dying. And she just was crying and crying. And my heart just went out to her. And then it was another lady who wrote a long little letter to the public about what's happening, what they are seeing as healthcare workers. And she also talked about the sadness in her heart and the misery that she had been going through. She said in the first eight hours of her 12 hour shift, three people died on, and two of those were for her patients. And she said, as soon as they can get beds cleared, others are being brought in and they're needing ventilators and some are, are, are not making it. And, and so we really, really need to pray for the healthcare workers and the trauma that they're enduring while they carry out their profession. There are Christians, you know, that work in the healthcare industry. There are those 
who firmly believe that breath and life comes from the Lord God Almighty and the helplessness that they feel right now is just beyond them. So I do ask that you would please, sir, please, ma'am, uh, lift them up in prayer, put them on uh, as a regular part of your prayer time each day. Minister Juanita. Amen. Amen. We just bless the Lord. We bless the Lord for this day. We bless the Lord for the uniting of refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church. And even as Pastor Millicent said, um, he already prepared us way before this time here that has arrived. And so even in doing all of that you know that he has prepared us for anything that the enemy can throw at us. So we want to position ourselves to, just like Pastor Millicent um, positioned herself to start this church. And now, you know, um, ministers all over the country are trying to find ways and, you know, trying to set up ways to unite their church so that the the gospel will continue so i just bless the lord because out of our trials he will give us insight and foresight to lead the world in such a way that they will know and see his deliverance so we being um the purveyors are just we're in a good position, even though it has caused us, um, you know, pain, inconveniences, loss, or what, I mean, so many things that have been suffered, but God said that he would take everything that the devil meant for bad, and he would turn around and make it work for our good. So we have confidence in that. Know that you're on the winning team. Take that word with you resonated and resounded in not only your mind, your heart, but also in the atmosphere. The devil is defeated. So as always, we thank the Lord. Um, I just bless the Lord for Sister Loretta already leading us in the Lord's Prayer, very powerful. And so with that, I add the blessing, the Arianic blessing that God instructed Aaron um, to pray over his people. And he instructed him to say, and I speak it, I believe it, and I believe that we will receive. The Lord bless us and us. The Lord make his face shine on us and be gracious to us. The Lord turn his face toward us and give us his peace as he write his name on us and bless us. I bless the Lord for each of you being here. After the um, recording is stopped, we are just ready to go into any type of a battle that we need to go in for the, the healing, the uh, deliverance, for the victory, whatever it is that you stand in need of, we're standing with you. So um, when they stop the recording, if you have any prayer requests, let's do it. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.